Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. Starring the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. And today's episode is called Mind the Gap. <laughs> hey, Annabelle, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Scott. How are you? Good. Uh, it's, our title is a tribute to the train and subway systems of Great Britain. And for those of you that have never been to Great Britain or taken a train, every time it stops or the subway stops, of course you get this ding and then you get this, this recorded message and it always says, mind the gap. In other words, don't s- step off the train and into the gap between the platform and the train and fall into the train. Which always strikes me as really funny because... I would think getting off of a train, you'd be careful, but I guess that's not the case. No, when I moved to Canada, and uh, I uh, I live near Vancouver, and uh, in Vancouver, as they may do in other cities throughout Canada, I'm not sure, um, as you know, Scott, we have a SkyTrain system, which actually goes up over various cities and and suburbs to get into uh, Vancouver. And that always uh, fascinated me because I was used to uh, living near London as I grew up in the UK, and we have the underground, so it's the opposite. And uh, uh, one of the first things I noticed when I caught the SkyTrain here was how small the gap was between the SkyTrain and the platform at the Hmm. station. Uh, But in the UK, certainly um, on certain platforms of, of regular stations and then underground stations, the gap is quite a size. Um, And so particularly during rush hour, uh, where people are jostling and maybe impatient to get on or off the trains, um, I think it can be uh, a little concern-making. And in actual fact, one of my Canadian clients here told me that when she was, I guess she was in her late teens, maybe early 20s, she was backpacking around the UK uh, with some friends. And she did fall down that gap. No. Yeah. She actually, I don't know whether she was getting on or off the train, uh, but there was some kind of skirmish, and she fell with her backpack on and got her leg twisted up, and she broke it. So she, she ended up in hospital. Uh, so there is, a, uh, there, I don't know if I want to say a warning, but there is evidence that we do need to mind the gap. <laughs> and so when we're talking about mind the gap when it comes to EFT, obviously we're not talking about when you're getting on and off the train. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about a different type of gap that occurs when you uh, successfully um, uh, finish an EFT session. That's right, Scott. Um, I'm, I, it's interesting for me how often this will happen in a session with a client. And it was brought to my attention last week. I had a conference call with my Level 1 graduates, which I do after every Level 1 workshop. We touch base after about a month. We talk about uh, what breakthroughs they've had and successes with EFT. And if they've got any concerns or questions, we, we share those. And one of the girls said she'd been doing some EFT on herself on a pretty long-standing concern that she had, and she'd cleared it, and she felt good. And what she realized afterwards was that she said there was, in her words, a void. Mm. 
So in other words, there was an emptiness in place of where whatever the problem was had been. Um, and this uh, void, as she called it, had been created. So although she knew she felt good because she felt different, and I guess there was a sense of ease and lightness because the, the problem was resolved. The and she would have done that, what are you, what's the intensity thing, right? Ten, eight, That's right. now what is it? It's one. Right. Yes, good. So she uh, she worked. Her, I mean, I don't know uh, the details, but I, I do know that she cleared it. So my sense is she got to zero. She was very uh, satisfied with that and felt happy about the results she had. And yet there was this void that she described. And so what I uh, I talked to the group about is that this can uh, quite often happen with EFT. That if we've been walking around uh, carrying a problem or concern or limiting belief uh, or any, uh, any emotion that is, uh, has a high charge to it that is weighing us down, uh, that becomes a part of who we are. It's almost as though we expect to feel that way. Um, or expect to have that memory persist, negative memory, kind of persist in our lives forevermore. So the moment that when we've cleared it with EFT and we feel neutral about the memory or the emotion doesn't have any charge around it anymore or the belief has dissolved and cleared, uh, there is um, something possibly now missing. It's as though we've carried a, or worn a very heavy coat for a number of years and we've discarded it because we no longer need it. Well, we're warm enough. Um, and then we're sort of almost looking around wondering where that heavy coat's gone uh, because it, there's a part of us missing. And mm. uh, that's my sense of what my student was referring to uh, when she talked about the void that she now felt, that kind of emptiness uh, that was there that replaced that heavy burden that she had once carried. Right. It reminds me of a conversation I just had recently with a friend of mine who had a habit that he wanted to change. He wasn't happy with it. And he was talking about just getting rid of it, getting rid of it. And uh, somewhere I had read... Uh, that you cannot get rid of habits, you can only replace them. And that's what I told him, right? And so I said, you know, think of how you want to behave in this situation instead of the way you do, before, you know, rather as opposed to just stopping because then you, you kind of lost a bit, right? And that's really kind of reminds me of what you're talking about here is when we use EFT and we clear out something, there's a vacuum, a void, or a gap, as we like to call it now, <laughs> yes, now you and I have coined that term. <laughs> That's right. So you have to mine the gap. Okay, so we've created a gap. What do we want to put into our mind to replace the whatever was there? So it's kind of like a, a container that was full of water. We've emptied the water out. Now we want to put tea into it or porridge into it or sand into it, mm -hmm. whatever we want to put into it, right? Some, something needs to go in there. Yeah. So I think something will go in there, right? I mean, if we don't put something in there, something will go in there. That's huge uh, and great because that links back to you talking to your friend about the habit. So it, uh, my sense of what you were referring to was, look, if you you uh, instead of focusing on the habit, focus on where you want to be. Otherwise, that habit will stop, and then it, you'll replace it with another habit. Which you don't want. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so you have so a, a negative habit. A negative habit, right? 
So, so with just the, take one bad habit, put another bad habit in there, it's not, that's not helpful. Exactly, and this is uh, my concern. We don't want that to happen with us uh, through EFT. We want to enjoy that space, that gap, for what it is. Uh, I mean, I often say to my clients, it's almost like having the breathing room. We can take a deep breath. We can feel the lightness in our shoulders now. We can enjoy that energy flow. However, uh, that void can be a concern once it's happened, as with my student, or uh, it, it can also be a concern to people before they even approach EFT. So, Scott, what I'd like to talk about with you a little bit before we talk about how to fill the gap is um, for, for the listeners how to know um, what's going on for them if they might have that concern. Because often I hear from my clients, um, I don't know that I want to address this specific issue uh, because um, I'm not sure who I'll be once I let it go. Uh, I don't know how I'll feel. Um, I don't know uh, if I'll feel safe. I mean, usually it comes down to safety. So I don't know what it will be like to not be, for example, angry, to not be uh, grief-ridden, uh, to not, not be... Um, mad at my past partner, something like that. Uh, right. So I'm not sure if I can let this go uh, because uh, it may mean that I'm then a different person, possibly have a different identity. And of course, the unknown is a very uh, scary place for many people. Yeah, and it's very difficult too to let go of our identity if we're a mother or a father or a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter or a cousin or we're the boss at work or we're the clerk or we're a runner or we're a hiker or we're a TV watcher or we're a fan of this sport team or we're that. So all these things are very, very difficult to let go and then it's we've and they're tied to who we are. So the next thing that happens if I let go of that, then I don't know who I am. Yes, exactly. Uh, so again, the, there is that void, the fear of the void there, because who am I? Who, who am I without all of this? Um, and the, the possible label that I've given myself. Um, I was working uh, with a client earlier this week, and the session before, uh, we'd been addressing um, her, her past relationship with her partner a couple of years back. Um, and she said to me, I'm, I do not want to uh, let go of all of this. Um, because, and she felt a lot of sadness and a lot of hurt because of the way she had been treated, and there was anger there too. And she said to me, the problem is I'm sensing I'm resisting as we tap, because if I tap on the anger and the sadness and the hurt, it will also clear the, the love and the joy and the happiness I feel when I think of the relationship too because she was very honest she said it, it was a really great relationship and it had some flaws and it didn't work out so she was worried that if we started tapping on in essence letting go of the what I call the yuck stuff she'd also let go of what I, also, I call the yum stuff 
so it would almost be wiping the slate clean on absolutely everything she'd ever felt about the relationship and being with this person. Uh, so she was too afraid to enter in, and she could feel herself resisting as we were tapping. She said, all these thoughts and feelings are coming up uh, because I want to hold on to the good stuff. I want to remember it being good. So I said to her um, that... Uh, the, the, well, the way that I framed it was um, it's, it's natural that you would want to hold on to this, um, but, and how does it serve you uh, to feel debilitated in your current relationship or, or future relationships because of what happened with a past relationship? If we can ease the burden of what happened with that, it's not going to affect the good way you feel about the, the right. relationship because you'll always think of it as good um, because I, I think you and I have discussed this on various podcasts I don't want to make my clients like robots so they have absolutely no feelings or sense of anything about anything that's ever happened to them bad or good um, I want them to uh, explore what's happened and have a natural response so I, I said to her, it would be natural for you to feel sadness about the way the relationship ended. Uh, that's, that's great. It's good that you're observing that. Um, but if the sadness is very overpowering and debilitating, that's when we need to address it with EFT. Um, and I said, and similarly, it's great and natural and good that you would feel some happiness and joy when you think of other aspects of the relationship, uh, because it was a great relationship for some years. Uh, so uh, when she kind of understood that, that she didn't have to clear absolutely every emotion she'd ever felt, uh, then she, it, it kind of opened the door for her to, for us to start tapping. And the result was... Uh, that she eased the hurt and the sadness, uh, she was able to completely reframe it and, and, and saw that they were both having a pretty challenging time and they were both doing their best throughout it. And she still felt good about the relationship. Uh, so then at the end was where we, um, we were mindful of the gap and we filled that void, which is what I want to talk about now. Right, right. And I think that's really an important uh, point that you make, Annabelle, in terms of, you know, we're using EFT to get us to a place of choice, not to a place of numbness. Yes. Or not to a place of, uh, like, on my computer I have a uh, file, and the file is an image of this person, and I'm just going to delete it, and it's gone forever, right? <laughs> We're not, that's not what we're planning on doing to your brain. Or, you know, not even, we don't want to, and I don't think we could uh, do anything like that to the brain. But oftentimes people are worried about losing even something that is not um, making them happy or something that's causing them anxiety. It's, I'm comfortable with my anxiety and my sadness and everything else, and so uh, I don't want to lose it. But what I do want to lose is the barrier that it creates in my life for me to be able to go and live the life that I want to live. Yes, that's right. So, so when it starts limiting us um, and affecting um, us moving forward with, with flow and ease, uh, that, that's when we need to consider doing the tapping. Uh, but I think, um, I think it's, a, it's a similar experience I have, Scott, when I'm working with people who are grie grieving. 
um, one one common uh, comment that I hear is, uh, but it's important that I feel this deep sadness and this this pain because it's honouring the person uh, or the pet, whoever it is that or whatever it is that has passed. Um, and I and I I often reframe that uh, by suggesting that it might be punishing them personally by holding on to that. Um, and, and there is an easier way here. It's very natural that they would want to honor and respect whoever has passed, um, and they can do it in a, in a mindful way uh, rather than in a way that is um, really crippling them and holding them back. Right. So one of the ways uh, that I love to fill that void that's often left, well, not often, occasionally left uh, when somebody taps, is uh, once uh, the person has neutralized it and believes that they're at a zero, then uh, to actually start tapping in what I call the good stuff. Um, so there is no need to do a setup and tap on the karate chop at this point because there's no psychological reversal. Uh, the person isn't self-sabotaging themselves anymore, and they know that because they've reached a zero. So uh, they can just tap uh, all the points on the body and uh, fill that void, fill that gap with uh, positive statements um, about how they are enjoying the new experience, whatever that might be. So, for example, if somebody's just tapped away their anger towards a person, uh, they can uh, state reinforcing uh, phrases such as um, "it feels great to be to, it feels great to be so calm about this," and "I love feeling this peace." And uh, I, I, see the, uh, I see the world differently now. Um, and I respect the other person, that kind of thing. Uh, so they're stating positive uh, intentions, positive beliefs about how they're viewing the situation now. And that's how they're filling themselves up with these positive affirmations. Because, of course, this is the best time to use positive affirmations when we have neutralized the psychological reversal. And uh, there is no charge about it because the subconscious is in such a, an easy, comfortable place. It will take on and accept these positive affirmations. That's great. And it's really important that we put something in there, into that gap, right? Yes. And because uh, my, my concern is uh, if there is that space, then perhaps it might be filled with um, another anxiety or stressor. Uh, so let's fill it with uh, the good stuff, the yum, and uh, re reinforce how far the person's come. I mean, it's something to be celebrated. They have cleared some challenge that they were experiencing or they've dissolved a painful memory in the past or they've eased an anxiety about the future, whatever it is. Um, and that's worth celebrating. And so I think, well, reinforce with positive statements, reinforce yourself um, and acknowledge how far you've come and the courage that it's taken to tap on that and let it go. Uh, so I think uh, that's when um, material like Louise Hay is hugely useful. If the listeners have a, um, one of Louise Hay's books, she's got a whole bunch of different positive affirmations about various things. So open that up and start reinforcing with those or make up your own um, as, as it, it's relevant to whatever it is you've cleared. Hmm. 
That's a great suggestion. She's got some wonderful affirmations. Yes, she has. Um, I mean, a lot of them pertain to the physical body and our perspective of life um, as well. Cool. So that sounds like a, a great plan that maybe a lot of people aren't thinking of when they decide they're going to do some EFT, which is, okay, once, because we tend to focus on this is my problem, I'm at a 10 or a 9 or whatever it is, and I want to get it down to zero, but we don't plan for what happens beyond that. Okay, I've got it to zero. That's actually created a gap that we have to mind and, and pay attention to and use our mind to put something into it. Yes, uh, and there may be that sense of now what, kind of looking around a little bit confused. I feel like I'm missing something here. Uh, something that I've been used to carrying around is no longer with me. Um, and also so, um, uh, some people consider that, uh, when they first start using EFT that it's very negative. Uh, well, uh, as I've said on many podcasts, it's not about being negative or positive. It's simply about acknowledging what's going on and the level at which we're vibrating. If we're not verbally saying it out uh, we are thinking it internally. So it, it's going on, on it, it, it's, we're experiencing it in our energy field in one way or the other, either with the mental self-talk or saying it out loud. So um, I think it's really uplifting and empowering at the end of a session, um, if somebody's been tapping on themselves, to fill that gap with uh, some positive statements for sure. Right, so would you tap on what you're filling the gap with, or would you just be stating them? Oh, yes, you tap. So you, uh, you tap each point and say the positive statement. Like, I, I'm fe- I'm like top of the head. I'm enjoying feeling free now, eyebrow point. If, um, it's great to feel so calm about this. Uh, side of the eye. I'm looking at this person differently now, under the eye. Uh, This feels easy and comfortable under the nose. Um, I respect myself for letting go of this. So all this positive reinforcement to celebrate what the person's accomplished. Awesome. So, Annabelle, we've come pretty much to the end of today's show. If somebody wanted to know more about EFT and the work that you do, what should they do? Uh, Yeah, they can go to my website, Scott, www.theefthealingcenter.com. And uh, on there, there's a whole bunch of resources, um, all my my YouTube videos, and, of course, archives to my radio shows as well. Um, I I do a radio show once every other week, um, and that I interview guests all related to health and well-being and moving forward so we feel uh, vibrant and thriving. Uh, So all those details are on my website. Um, Those radio shows are free. And uh, there are archives to way back when, so people are most welcome to play them. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. And if you want to know more about EFT, just head over to www.theefthealingcenter.com, and we'll see you next time.